bodily functions that happen on air. So don't worry. You can proceed with uh, confidence. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless they're comical, Jason. You know, you've got you've got. Unless they get a laugh. Power. That's exactly yeah. right. Unless they get like, a laugh. like a clown throwing up. That'd be kind of fun. You know, I don't know what that sounds like, but it could a be good. A clown throwing You think it sounds different than just a regular person throwing Just like up? a couple horns in there, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode number 504 of the podcast. I'm your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC or committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these maternal pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast and we're on Twitter at podcastpod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be talking the nose of mothers. But before we do that, since we're talking about motherhood today, and a lot of you listening are moms, and Aaron's a mom, because Knox and I are not mm-hmm. not moms, but we have moms, that mm-hmm. feels like we have some expertise. It's time to figure out which type of mom you are. Are you a Taco Bell mom or Chick-fil-A mom? Now, this isn't as simple as where do you beat the most. No, don't be ridiculous. This is a state of mind. This is a plane of existence. Mm-hmm. And we're here to help you figure out where you land. So Friday's newsletter, note for the audio, is going to be a podcast quiz to determine if you're a Taco Bell mom or Chick-fil-A mom, go to knoxandjamie.com slash momquiz to make sure you're signed up for a note for the audio so that it will come straight to your mailbox on Friday afternoon. If you're listening after Friday, you can still snag the quiz. Again, just head to the link in the show notes or knoxandjamie.com slash momquiz. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, Jamie, uh, the nose of motherhood. Uh, I just want to say, just coming into this episode, we're like yeah. the walking wounded right now. I think we, we're really listen, hitting our health stride right listen, now. Listen, <laughs> okay, so I, Aaron and I both got sick at Taylor Swift. Maybe I got sick and then I breathed on Aaron a lot. That may have been what happened. Yeah. Who and, knows? Um, Who's to say? You know, who, which Aaron did we think made us sick? Aaron, uh, what virology was, school did you graduate from? You don't know something like that, you know? Uh, it was definitely uh, fearless. Fearless. So fearless <laughs> era made us sick and infected us, which yeah. was great. Although we still both... Can't get COVID, no matter how hard we try. I mean, yeah. I feel like at this point, it it's it offends me. It like sure. hurts my feelings. Like COVID's like, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like, really. But and then Knox, uh, you have a couple of organs that are just not letting you eat food. Just not still. knowing what's up here, you guys. So uh, you know, I've got a I've got a little vom bag here on the side. If uh, if uh, uh, if I need to, 
Should, I mean, is that audio we should capture, or like, do we want to let that uh, let that go to the mute? I don't know. Show of no, hands. Yeah, no. Well, uh, Jason Waterfalls will absolutely mute any bodily functions that happen on air. So don't worry. You can proceed with uh, confidence. Yeah, I mean, uh, unless they're comical, Jason. You know, you've got you've got unless full they get a laugh. Power. That's exactly yeah. right. Unless they get like, a laugh. Like a clown throwing up. That'd be kind of fun. You know, I don't know what that sounds like, but it could a be good. Clown throw. You think it sounds different than just a regular person throwing? Just like up? a couple horns in there, like <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> could be good <laughs> we just don't know i mean have you heard a clown throw up don't knock it till you tried it you know jason okay. leave all those coughs in too because no. i want people to hear the texture of what we're dealing with. i know i've i've now experienced your wheeze it's very <laughs> it's not as ent- entertaining in me as it is in you we're just we're we're playing through it which i feel like this is the perfect kind of episode to uh talk about and honor mothers because mothers are always just playing through it so no, they always are which is always like i'm gonna be honest it's actually one of their worst qualities it's sure. like like just calm down like they martyr themselves so yeah. much yeah and i'll just be like you're sick again we're not gonna get to go to karaoke god <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, we uh, asked on social and we got a lot of great comments. Uh, but before we get to the comments, we thought it'd be good to do maybe like a nice no and like a yes uh, so we can kind of frame the conversation. So, Jamie, do you have a nice no you want to share? Yeah, super nice no. Um, I'm going to say nice no to moms who try to be pick-me moms. Knox, do you know what a pick-me girl is? I, I think I do. Oh, Aaron felt that. Aaron felt that. Aaron, are they, are are they like mom? cool girls? I just don't like the whole idea of pick me's. Yeah. It's very, very stressful for someone who is a pick me. Right. She's organic. She came out of the womb of pick me. She was like, hello. <laughs> Actually, Erin's really not a pick me. So pick me girls are, they're not like other girls. They're cool. <laughs> okay. She's friends with guys because there's no drama. Okay. She's super coffee. But it, in reality, it's a result of her internalized misogyny prompting her to want a man to pick her. Wow. Okay? okay. Okay. So now a pick me mom. Also, not like other moms. She's best friends with her kid. She's a hashtag boy mom. Um, she spends every weekend with her daughter and their friends picking out candles shaped like diglets at Urban Outfitters. Her child has a unique name that's also like a maritime term, you know, like anchor or harbor. Yeah, those are strong uh, boy names. Very masculine. That's right. Good. Yeah. She laughs a little too loud at her teenage son, Worf, when he tells dumb jokes. <laughs> And then a pick me mom's bio. I love Captain of the Lacrosse team, Worf Brinkley. Uh. (laughs) And his mom, Rachel, is always like, oh, Worf, you're ridiculous. And then a pick me mom's bio on Instagram absolutely does not pass the Bechtel test. Um, It just has emojis of all her children and her dog and cat. And finally, she does think that the best pop culture mom was Lorelai. Oh, that's the most brutal part. Because when we all know it was really Emily all along. She was wow. the best mom. She was. Wow. So that's my nice note. Just don't listen. Moms, just be moms. You ain't got to be your kid's best friend. You don't have to try so hard. Don't try so hard. So is the pick me mom, is that a uh, natural evolution of the cool girl, like from the gun girl monologue? Um, yes. Does she turn into a pick me mom? She 100% turns into. Because she's like, well, now, because I have to sit in carpool line, mm-hmm. I'm not as attractive to all the guys at the bars because sure. I don't spend as much time at bars. I married this punk. And yeah. so she has to have another group of people to pick her. Yeah. And man, third graders are the perfect group to solicit. You yeah, know they'll I mean? do anything. They'll believe yeah. anything, honestly. Um, I, Man, not to spoil my tentative yes, but I was this close 
to just trying to uh, make uh, boy moms my tentative yes, but I thought that's too much anarchy too early in the episode, so I, I'm not. I'm not as gonna opposed do that. to girl moms, right? Like, because yeah, yeah, man, nobody talks about girl moms, huh? Like nobody talks about girl dads. Do people talk about girl dads? I don't feel like they do. With okay, my uh, nice know are moms. This is really a, a parent issue, but I'm I'm gonna moms do it. Mom, I've witnessed moms do it mostly. Moms who loudly parent. In public places. Oh, okay. Yes. It's a very nuanced thing, but it really gets on my nerves and it's performance parenting. And it might be the truest form of art because I don't know who it's for. Like it's just for the sport of it, I guess. But it's like a one woman show. And it's always like a like a like a woman and a two year old or a three year old or something. And it's something like Braxley Vincent. No, sir. No, sir. We don't hit strangers with puzzles. <laughs> and then, like, you'll hear, Braxley Vincent, are you making a good choice right now? And it's full volume for everyone right. to hear. And Braxley Vincent isn't listening, right? He's no. not engaging in what she is saying. She'll do, like, the whole Braxley Vincent defraying the fourth. Get over here right now. Defray. Let that Target employee do her job. No, sir. No, sir. No. Mama's going to count down now. And you know what they start Lord. counting down from? They 28. don't count. That's right. They start from 30. Okay? <gasps> because it's a whole thing. It's a three-act three show. And I just... Like if you're, I'm, I'm a very conscious, like a self-conscious parent. So if I have a threat to unveil, I get right up in that ear, you know? And I'm like, hey, listen, if you do this again, I'm going to disappear you from existence. Okay. Like, don't make me do that. I'm not broadcasting that. I'm not doing the no. megaphone thing in Target. That's absurd. Don't do that. Don't be that person, please. Do you think KiwiCo is what taught them to do that? KiwiCo includes a note. It's like, hey, tell, call your kid by their full name when you're inside a Walmart and yeah. just... Let everybody know, and that helps the kid understand shame. Probably, what? probably. Right. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me, but they're always like looking around, seeing who's watching. I hate it so, so very much. Um, Jamie, what's your tentative yes about moms? Okay, so I am going to go all ham for moms who celebrate their weird kids, both mm. privately and publicly, because that is a way for me to celebrate Jan, my mm-hmm. own mom. Look, I... Listen, I, my mom, uh, she didn't know I had ADHD, but she knew if I had a Mountain Dew on the way to school and wanted my lunch that I stayed in my seat longer. And she was just doing the best she could, right? Jan broke a broom so I could use the stick as a lightsaber in the woods to fight my imaginary enemies on the planet indoor. When other kids said they wanted to grow up to be veterinarians or teachers or astronauts, I said I wanted to be a game show host. So my mom made it a chore on my chore, chore chart to watch Wheel of Fortune every day. Mm. She let me watch Muppet Babies and As the World Turns. She let me wear a gym and the hologram sleep shirt to school three days in a row. She filled all my requests with a lot of thoughtfulness. And sometimes she would uh, throw caution to the wind when I asked for her to look up my friend's uh, parents' arrest records at her job at the DA's office. Nice. Now, that's maybe more throwing uh, ethics to the wind. I don't know. Who but knows? No, YOLO. Jan didn't know. She didn't know, but she did know that she loved me and that I was weird and that I, she shouldn't try to change my weird, you know? Yeah. Look, in Jan's defense, they started like monetizing it by releasing Just Busted, like the the weekly uh, newspaper yes. about who got arrested and why. Right. So I feel like Jan's off the hook in that regard. No, yeah, it wasn't just her. I, listen, everybody, you can find those arrest records anywhere. Yeah. They're but public, they're if you do records. want to help your kid learn how to be a game show host, Will, Will Fortune's not the show to watch because well again he does not do anything all summer it was back to prices right like Mm. it was bob barker now you're really doing some work bob barker i mean problematic probably definitely um but he's really like working the game listen to aaron's like no oh aaron you didn't know barker was problematic i mean man i'm honestly in this moment i'm like 
is it is it Happy Gilmore? Am I am I thinking of the Bob Barker from Happy Gilmore instead of regular? Because of all the pets, he spayed and neutered. He's not just, himself. He didn't do it himself. Wow, <laughs> that would be that would be problematic, right? I, don't I know. mean, uh, their public service, not their body, not their choice. Oh, you know, no, did he have their he, consent? He is. Oh, he, he is, is problematic. Aaron yeah. has confirmed all those showcase models and Bob Barker looking like he looks. And that I, honestly, this I've I've no uh, reason to say this, but the tall skinny Mike, I don't trust it. I don't trust mm. it at all. Something weird going on there, guys. I don't like that. I okay, what's like your it. tentative? Yes, I would say sports moms. Sports moms. Uh oh. Out in those ball field streets, doing it all. Not really. Probably typically getting all the love. I feel like the dads typically get like the the big picture love. You know, with sports, like they get to have the conversations, they get to have maybe the celebrations. But the moms are the ones like actually making that stuff happen because it starts the night before or day of when the kids cannot find any part of their uniform or any of their sporting equipment. It's like after every game, any relevant part of what they need to play the sport just detonates and scatters to the wind. Um, it, it involves them sitting through four-hour baseball games where no one does anything athletically appealing <sighs> at all. Misery. Ridiculous. Uh, if you have more than one kid, it also means having to entertain disinterested siblings during said four-hour baseball game while it's a million degrees off the metallic bleachers that somehow gather the heat and turn it into like, you know, a, a subvolcano. Uh, it also involves, tur- my, this is my favorite, it's, it's tournaments where the good news is that you only have two games on Saturday. Yeah. But the bad news is your first game is at 8.30 in Dubai, and your next one's at 3.30, and it's in East Narnia. So you want to get on the road as soon as that first one's over. It's ridiculous. Sports and then by moms, the time you get to that 8 a.m., they've already canceled it for Yeah. They're, they're oh, like, no, we switched oh. it. It's at West uh, Narnia now. So you, you want to go ahead and get over there. I just feel like sports moms don't get enough credit. They're the real ones out there. Uh, they're making it all happen. Uh, Aaron, you're a sports mom. That's right, I am. See, good for sports moms. Thank that's you. right. That's right. The straw that uh, stirs the drink uh, for the kids. So um, those are, are uh, that's a, a nice no. That's a tentative yes. Jamie, do you want to start reading uh, some of the comments? Yes. So our first comes from an anonymous who said, when I was eight, my mother read the adult version of Left Behind to me and my brother for an hour every morning. We would take turns reading chapters as our reading lesson for the day. Also, she told me as a preteen that masturbation was a generational curse on our family and prayed for me not to have the desire to do it anymore. Ooh, okay. I, the Left Behind thing, I don't, I don't mind because, like, I, look, in retrospect, it, you know, it's, it's tough, but it you was pretty compelling. Re- reading about Nikolai Carpathia in your morning reading in your homeschool is yeah. a good idea? I mean, now, no. But back then, I totally understand it. I, w- I was into it. I was reading it at every possible opportunity. The masturbation stuff is a little more murky for me, and I have some issues with – are you reading that as, like, they were generationally cursed to masturbate or because of masturbation? No, I think it's because of masturbation our okay. family is cursed. They're like, because of great uncle Ronnie just going to town on himself, (laughs) walking the dog three times a day. That's why we are uh, in poverty right now. No, and and, and again, the the big thing I have with this is this was a woman who sent this in. I I would say the masturbation problem in terms of your generational curses Mm -hmm. is with the men. Okay, I'm going to say it's with the men. If you've ever. who? Which of the which of the uh, p- folks have done it in a drive well, in a car while they're driving? It's not the ladies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure. Although I, again, I did sit next to a woman who did it on a plane. Yeah. And slept next to me, but no matter. Yeah. Okay. Up next, we have Corinna L. Van, who said, "I told my sophomore son that I would pay for him to go on a two thousand dollar band trip to Disney World if he promised me that he would try to get to second base on some form of transportation with consent, of course." 
during the trip. In a post-pandemic world, we parents are out here in these mean streets just trying to move these kids along. I know it sounds strange, but you cannot understand the social impact of losing like 18 months of formative social years. So I, I do understand this. I feel like there is an implication that the bases have been rearranged because I think before, I don't know what second base was like to everybody, but I feel like uh, like first base is eye contact now. And I think second no. base is just like conversation. I think no, that's second what second base, base is. Boobs. Second uh, base is boobs. Pre-pandemic, you're probably right. You're probably right, Jamie, but I don't think now in this new world. It's P's and V's. You touch them. No chance. No, no. That's like fourth time around the bases probably. Now, here's the comedy of this. Corinna did a public comment about paying off a child to get to second base. We also got an anonymous comment, which I even had follow-up questions for this anonymous commenter, and she messaged me and explained everything. She paid her 15-year-old daughter $1,000 to maintain her virginity for the entirety of her sophomore year. Okay. She told me that they had a ceremony where they had to swear over a pit bull tapestry that read, live, laugh, love. (laughs) And then they added a bonus because this boyfriend they did not like and they had broken up. They added a bonus of $500 if she could actually stay away from the ex-boyfriend through June. And she said... My daughter did great. She earned the entire $1,500 in the honeypot. Don't like that. Don't like Don't the honeypot. Don't like pot. the term honeypot. That's But I, I do think, I think where the purity culture, the true love weights movement missed was like converting that commitment into value. And That's if you right. just break this down into pure capitalism and you say, hey, here's 10 grand if you don't have sex during high school. I feel like a lot of kids will be like, well, now we actually have something to, Let's have to a think conversation. about here. Because listen, a Joe Bro purity ring doesn't mean anything to me because my brain's not fully developed and I can't think about future consequences. That's right. I can only think about right now. But right now, if you're like, this is $1,000, I can think I can clearly value that and know well, I can spend that at Sephora for sure. Yeah. So, you know, you've got I mean? some options here. I think that's great. Did you have, did your parents ever bribe you to like not do anything, like to intentionally not do it? Because for me, like, our, our youth group ever at the end of every summer we'd go down uh, the Okoy River, you know, like yeah, the the we, kayak, like all that stuff, like a, a huge group of us. Um, and she's a my mom's like a big she's either five six or, or uh, Enneagram five six or uh, Enneagram six wing five. Um, so she's very concerned, very worried, right. you know. Yeah. Um, and she just she was like, I'm just running the numbers. Like it's a river, it's a lot of kids. There are accidents. It's a chaperone, very limited. Uh, some of those dudes on the like the river guides are not like super attentive. So the odds are good that you're not going to come back. So I'm just going to overpay <laughs> for you to not make that decision. And I took that money every single summer. Like, so she, you great. just wouldn't go. She would just give you cash to not go. I mean, I was like, do I even want to go on this? Probably not. And if you're offering me any money, I'll probably say no. Um, so it was great for me. Listen, that did not happen to me because I was, first of all, not going to miss anything ever. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if there was something happening, I was there. Second, you know, my value of understanding money, obviously, I had a car repossessed at 22, so okay. I didn't have a real understanding of how that worked. Who so. among us has not, you know, had that potentially happen? Exactly. Right? Thank you. Exactly. Up next, we have Fabigail One, who said, my high school boyfriend broke up with me in the one coffee shop in our tiny town on a day my mother happened to be seated across the room working from her computer. Mid-breakup, I received a text from my mom that said, try and keep it down. Everyone can hear you crying. Good okay. looking out, mom. Listen, spin zone, I think she's just trying to manage your PR from this breakup, you know, yeah. because like she can't change the fact you're being dumped, right? And you don't want her intervening. That's not a good look for anybody. So I actually, pre- I think this is actually a good mom move. You yes, know? I'm actually team mom too, because I'm glad she didn't go over and try to like beat the guy up or anything. Yeah. But you also have to protect the vibe of the coffee house. Like folks yeah. are writing their screenplays or filling out editorial calendars. That's or- right. Their booming Etsy business. They don't need your teen angst spilling over into their Americana. You know what I mean? That's not what they paid for. I, let me ask this, though. The uh, It's a high school boyfriend. Probably should know the mom at this point. 
you know, probably should be able to like recognize her. I feel like if you if you're going in for the for the kill for the kill shot in a relationship and you see your significant other's like parent in the same room, I do feel like that's a reason to pivot. Pivot. Well, but I just don't think high school boys are good at pivoting. Do you? Like, I feel like he was like, I have prepped for this all day because I also want to see Kristen later tonight because I already have plans with her. So I do have to end this. He's like, come on, Worf. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Let's do this breakup. Exactly. No, exactly. Okay. Up next, we have LMG724 who said, right after we got married, my mother-in-law told me that she knew my husband would be a big boob guy mm. because he liked to nurse so much as a baby. That's just great info <laughs> for your mother-in-law. Th- was, listen, this was, dare I say, maybe the most common comment that we got from a variety of people. Boy moms, don't do this. Even if it's true, you're creepy. Don't I th- do this. I think, and also that's, I feel like that's a false correlation because like, there'd also have to be nursing opportunities from other body parts that could be fetishized, you know, to be able to be like, oh no, it's definitely the boob. What like other body parts? Like you could, like if you're Which nursing, ones? there's an elbow opportunity or like a foot opportunity or like a butt opportunity or whatever. you can milk from your elbow. No, but like say you could and then it was, and she was like, no, but I knew he always liked the boob. He didn't, didn't like the butt or the foot or the elbow, but he definitely liked the boob. That's how I knew. Then I'd be like, well, there's some, there's actual evidence supporting your claim here. So you're saying that maybe sometimes nurse from other parts of your body? No, I'm saying if they could, then we would have a greater idea of the variance of preference on the nursing outlet. Oh, it's because it's got food in it. That's all. It's just like whatever body part had food in it. So if the nose had food in it. Yeah, that's the only place he can go, lady. Like, of course, he's going to like like to nurse because that's how he grows as a baby. I don't want to like spoil Yellow Jackets season two episode whatever you know at a certain point but like that's kind of how that works that's right so scientifically this doesn't make sense and also it's creepy stand by the creepiness of it when a mom says ah my boy my baby boy loves boobs he's 30 and he's getting married to this woman don't have this conversation with her you know i would say i would even support like if every mother-in-law was like hey I'm not getting you a gift for your wedding. Uh, But in exchange, what I am going to give you is I'm never going to talk about any time where your husband nursed on my breasts. I'm just never going to do that. And that's my gift forever to you. And I'll be like, great gift. Thank you. Thank you very much. God, like that's the best coupon you can get. That's right. That's right. On Mother's Day. Okay. Next up, we have Gina Lynn Poole who said, while dating, my future mother-in-law sat me down to have a purity talk with me. Mm. I've never prayed so hard for Jesus to come. Did you think she meant come back? Anyway, then for our first anniversary, my mother-in-law bought me not one, but two pieces of negligee. Mm. They were immediately thrown away. Do you know what a negligee is? I mean, it's a piece of clothing that you wear to uh, suggest certain activities in That's the bedroom. Because right. lingerie is the umbrella term. Yeah. And the negligee is see-through. Oh, so, I don't think I knew that necessarily. Yeah, so negligee, it's like French for not there. And and that's a loose translation. No, no, no. I want to. I want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're French, know. do not do not DM me. I do sure. not care. But send me a baguette or some croissants. Like you could do that. I listen. I don't like this. I don't like any sexual adjacent conversation with an in law. I just don't. No, you you don't need to do it. I, so here's. Here's the, what I don't understand. Um, I see a French word, uh, the translation of negla. No, that's a that's wrong tra- translation. It's uh, neglect is is a translation. Neglect to cover your areolas. Yeah, that's and I guess what that's what that is. That feels like a, quite the stretch. You know, quite the the, uh, the definitional uh, stretch. Uh, let me let me just ask this, okay? Jeannie's mother-in-law is wanting to have a purity Gina, talk with her. Gina. Gina. Gina is is trying to uh, um, have a purity talk with her. 
and is trying to give her uh, see-through clothes. Right. Okay. Why would she do that? Yeah, I don't understand. Was the purity talk because it was just while they were dating? And then she was like, while you're dating, no, no, no. And then on the first anniversary, instead of giving them paper, which is the traditional, Mm -hmm. maybe it was like, here's a paper-thin piece of bedtime clothing. Maybe. I I don't know. But you have to think about motivation here. And for me – uh, I couldn't help but think of, you know, sometimes in sports, like you'll have coaches, the first few practices, they don't practice. They just call them conditioning drills. Okay. And all they do is run until people throw up. And <gasps> the point is no. to see who they can run off, right? To see who's there just to coast, who isn't really committed, and to separate those who are committed from those who are not committed. So I wonder if the mother-in-law is just trying to see how committed she is to the son. And maybe she could scare her off a little bit. So what? It, so the negligee was like a reward for I didn't scare you off. No, it, it's like uh, maybe she thought like first year anniversary, we're still within the statute of limitations to be like, we can kind of annul this, you know, and right. get, re- get done with this like before it really gets started. Um, and that was like the last one. But I just think like it's like, like I think tired meeting new boyfriends while holding a gun, you know, oh. wired, you know, introduce your your kid's significant other to your oldest relative. And then walk off 15 seconds after the introduction introduction yeah, to see so, how they do, so you know, brutal. to see Listen, how they hang. We did get an, we did get an anonymous from a woman, a listener who has a stepmother who told us the story of how her dad got together with, he had an affair and the, he ended up marrying the mistress when she was a baby. And so she was like, it's a weird dynamic. But when she went to get married decades later, the stepmom pulled her in and said, Hey, I wanted you to have this. It was mine. When I married your dad, she opened the box and it was her used lingerie. It's tough. I mean, look, uh, I don't Recycle, like it. Recycle, reuse Rihanna. What? I don't like it. But here's here's the only if I if I'm running PR for that lingerie, I'm like, hey, you know it works, okay? You know it works because it worked for me, right? I'm, I I broke up that it marriage. It got your with dad, this. so maybe yeah. this will get get you your dad too. So we what? Know this no, gets I don't results. Like it. <laughs> I don't like that. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps in my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious, bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. There are even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner this year. Let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people 
as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame. And it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting auraframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So the weather's getting warmer, and I'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees. I'm so glad that I found Quince because not only can I update my wardrobe for the long haul, but I can do it without spending a fortune. Even penthouse Jamie, she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy. But y'all know how I value quality, and I want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e.com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcastpod. Okay, up next we have Molly Horn. One Mother's Day, my brother, dad, and I thought it might be nice for us to have an impromptu roast of my Mm. mother as we ate lunch to celebrate the holiday. I guess we all went a bit too deep on the roast because Mm. about 25 minutes in, my mother got up from the table, grabbed her car keys, and disappeared for two days. (gasps) It's been about 10 years, and I don't think any of us ever have ever worked up the courage to ask where she went. Our family isn't allowed to roast at the table anymore. Look, this is a hilarious idea, but it's also the worst idea I've ever heard, Molly. Molly, first of all, Molly, if you're listening, uh, you have to go ask your mom today what where she went no like just no 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 yes and report back so we can talk about it like because what if she left and like purposely ran over a possum just so she could feel something like and she was like i wish this were my kids she's entitled to that i think those those two days that's what she deserves and she's earned she never has to speak or be accountable for anything that was her like two purge days like anything could have happened uh, during that time and i think she has another family that she like she met a guy at a gas station and she was like 
have another family now because of that roast. Great. Like don't roast people, you know? And I think, I think the misstep here is roasts. And I feel like there's a lot, like people don't realize this. Roasts are not meant for normal people. Okay. Roasts are only meant to exist for supremely egomaniacal celebrities. And it's like a pressure valve to, to mitigate their incredible vanity. It's a super weapon on super egos okay like this separate words super egos but when you use that super weapon on a normal you get real traumatic psychological stuff so you can't do that that's that's a that's a terrible idea you cannot ever do that i'm also curious who do you think it was it was molly her brother or her dad's idea that it was the other two went Definitely the brother's idea. Yeah, it was the And brother. the dad was yeah. like, oh, that sounds cool. And then they just went too hard in the paint. So it it's just, it's a bad, because I feel like that stuff sticks with you. Like, do you, have you guys, do either of you know or like remember, or do you have burned in your head, like the worst roast that your family ever hits you with? Like at any point during your life? No, my family has only been supportive. There's no way that's true. I know no. Keith's got some real zingers. <laughs> no, he's so, no, his real zinger was he would just put me in a laundry basket and put me in a closet and call it babysitting. Well, I mean, you know, he's like, I gave fits. you a flashlight and a Peanuts com- comic book <laughs> book. What do you want, Aaron? No, not really. I mean, uh-huh. my family uh, still. I mean, it's it's like I don't think it's very good. I don't. No, think, no good roasts. No. What I don't about think... you? As you it feels like Jody could be brutal, like unintentionally brutal. No, like we love through sarcasm, so yes. that's one hundred percent true. I remember my sophomore year in high school. It was baseball season, and I was having a hard time bringing starting lineup because team had a lot of seniors. Um, so I was on the bench a lot, but I was in the car with her prepping for a test. And my mom was like making suggestions on how I should prep for that test. Right. I started running that mouth and I was like, Hey, you know, I, I'm a sophomore <laughs> in high school. I know how to study. Okay. I don't oh. think I need your advice. And she said, well, since you're so good at studying, maybe you should study why you cannot, can't get off the bench, uh, during games. And I was like, <laughs> so, Okay. Okay, Precious. that's that's it. fair. That's a fair shot. Yeah. And listen, it motivated you. Did you get off the bench? Uh, no, I didn't. It wasn't okay. really in my control. Well, right. You know, well, that was up to fine. the coach. So, but it was a good up, burn. It was a great yes, burn. Yes, it is good. Up next, we have Mag Bowling, who said, "When my oldest daughter was eleven, I decided to tell her about puberty. Mm. I read all of the blogs about how to craft it just right to please the Lord. Alas, my delivery was all wrong. I told her that something exciting and maybe a little strange might happen to her in the coming year. Her response: Am I a wizard? <laughs> How disappointing for her to hear the actual truth. To this day, she's still disappointed. You know, I do feel like one of the parents should should run some run some oppo research and some diligence and be like, if her answer to any question is, am I a wizard? <laughs> Probably not ready for that talk, I would say, in my estimation. No, but listen, to be fair, menstruation is kind of like going to Hogwarts, mm-hmm. right? Like your uterus gets sorted into a house. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Gryffindor is like four days with a light flow. Mm. Slytherin is nine days with a heavy flow. Mm-hmm. As you get older, the villains you face are scarier. And by villains, I mean clots. Do you want me to keep going? I have 17 bullet points. Most days at school are pretty average. And then one day, a hot guy named Cedric rolls in and you just need to be excused from gym for two days. Yeah. You just got to be gone. You know, I, I do feel like uh, important talks like this with your kids, like they should always be handled like termination meetings. Because they, they are essentially like terminations of belief. You know, you always got to move downhill. You yeah. don't take questions. You don't tip them off. You don't about take like questions. What the, no, don't take, no, don't take questions. You do your spiel first. Oh, okay. And then if they have any questions, you hand them off to someone else or, you know, the other uh, uh, parent or whatever. You, you just got to deliver that information with specificity and certainty because 
you'll end up with like, hey, pause for questions. And they're like, am I a freaking wizard? And you're like, wow, uh, I just, I, the tenor of this conversation has shifted in a way that I can't handle. I remember when my dad gave me the sex talk, he, uh, you know, he got to, uh, he was explaining condoms. He just wanted like uh, elite coverage on like all the sex aspects or whatever. And I was like, yeah, so are those like related to condominiums? And it was like, it's such a momentum killer, guys, you know, because it's like, it is kind of related. Not, to it could be depending on like a Panama City condominium, probably, but not all condominiums. But like, you have to now help your kid realize that they're stupid, but also get back on point <laughs> like with what you're talking about. Listen, I have a friend who told her daughter about having a period, and uh, she went through all the things, and then she was like, "Do you have questions?" And the daughter said, "So like, like how often? Like mm-hmm. when will it happen?" And she was like, "Oh, it'll be like once a month for about seven days." She was. Like, What's a month? I thought it happened one time. Oof. Like only. Rough. It, it ruined her life. Like it ruined her life. Okay. Up next, we have Elizabeth Pulliam who said, my mom loves to read. She calls her romance reads crotch novels and has zero shame. She said her doctor told her she needs to get 30 minutes of exercise a day or get her to get her heart rate up. So she now has decided that 30 minutes of crotch novel reading counts as exercise. Look, I mean, if there are crotch Christians, why shouldn't there be also cross crotch uh, fiction you know i I thought that makes sense can i pitch you not crotch novels i'm gonna just be honest i don't love the term crotch okay you know i prefer front bottom forever Mm. because my grandma called it a front bottom yeah so i would like to call it front bottom fiction front bottom fiction can we call it that (sighs) that just feels like the most uh like deep south uh manifestation of of the crotch area you know and i think that's that's like my because you're more in the appalachia reason region than i am so that's probably like where that's coming from you know no see you know, everybody muff them. See, I'm trying to, I'm flipping the narrative now, and no, now you're going to be that no, you're Listen, That's what I, you're going to you, be the, the I'm wondering. I'm wondering now if Anonymous's mom, you know, because she thinks it's a generational curse, uh-huh. but Uncle what, if we gave her, what if we gave her the health benefits? Like it burns calories and boosts your immune system. Yeah. You Those just, are actual, I had to like look that up. Those are actual, but you know how many calories it burns? No. No, what, you know what I guess. What what is it? Just reading a like a hot romance no, or like, like doing if other not, stuff. If the crotch novel leads to some crotch activity, some crotch exercise, six to seven calories. That just seems like not not enough. You not know enough. what I mean? That's not I can't enough. put that in my Weight Watchers app. No, what are you talking about? They're not going to count that. I can't put that in uh, my fi- Fitness Pal. What is it called? See, I don't even know. I don't care. See, I do feel like this this should be a genre, and they uh, maybe they should come with like a checkered flag on the spine, you know, so they can be easily identified. You know, no, that you don't want that. No, I, no, I think that's the obligation because you can't be reading that out like on a like a family car ride. Like I don't, I want, I don't want to like mom's got one of her crotch novels. And she's in a different like mental space on this ride than I am, you know? Well, and now crotch novels look like fun, lighthearted, like the covers, like Emily Henry. Emily Henry writes crotch novels. Some Does she really? Like, what? No. Yes. 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 I don't, I there think we have different, see, I think if you pick up a crotch novel, it's like, th- Chuck it Tingle? is. Chuck Tingle? I think, the, uh, I think he's just like a, he was like a surreal Salvador Dali artist of the crotch of novel course, genre. Of course. Yes. I feel like a crotch novel is like 70% the scenes you want you think you're getting yeah. and then 30% like exposition. I feel like the reverse is just like, you know, has some open door scenes and like some That's spicy true. Scenes. Emily Henry is probably second base novels, second okay. base novels. Okay. Yeah. Pre-pandemic or post-pandemic second base? Pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense. Okay. Um, our last one is Brittany Ratliff. Senior prom 2009, I had friends over to do hair and makeup together. My mom comes into the room while I'm curling the pastor's daughter's hair. My mom says, Brittany, do you know where I can find a sexy pirate costume? The room is silent. I say, no, mother, I do not. 
She presses on. Well, your dad is going through a Captain Jack Sparrow phase, and I was hoping to surprise him with a sexy pirate costume. The room of 18-year-olds are all half horrified, half taking notes. No, no none mom. of them are taking notes. I can promise no. you that. None of them. Yeah. No, Mom, I don't know where you can get one. Oh, well, she responds. I guess I'll just go back to using your old cheerleading uniform. Listen. Okay, there, there is so much in this rich text because, you know, first read, I, I didn't notice that Brittany um, with 16 T's, 42 I's, and 82 F's uh, in her name was uh, curling the pastor's daughter's hair. That's a good detail. I, I missed the oh, first Oh, that's around. a critical detail because that means there's a, a mixed group of uh, uh, levels of modesty in yeah. the room, which, by the way, the pastor's daughter is the least of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> PK's. PK's. She might be the one who was taking notes, you know? That's right. Do you think this is more, which which part is more embarrassing that the mom is like, I, you know, I want to use your cheerleading outfit. I want to just dress up like the, the jester of Tortuga or that her dad is in a Captain Jack Sparrow phase. I feel a like Captain, secretly that's kind of humiliating. Listen, a Captain Jack Sparrow phase in 2009. Is that when it came to TBS? What happened? It's been a minute. It's been it's a fi- minute. They're finally seeing it. Listen, this mo- this mother, Brittany, your mom is mother of the millennia. You need For this year's Mother's Day, you need to get her an orchid, because mm. that's the most uh, Pikachu flower. Get her an orchid, some chocolate-covered strawberries, and a gift card in Party City. Let her have her best life. Ooh, I, I just I, if if other people are out there going through Johnny Depp character phases, I want to um, uh, throw out some other characters you could you could use, you know, to elevate okay. the, the bedroom situation. Okay, um, like Brittany Ratliff's uh, mom in two thousand nine. Um, you've got obviously Ev- Edward Scissorhands or Sweeney Todd. I feel like they're kind of similar. Oh yeah, the no. same genre. You know, perfect. Um, Rango. I don't know if you guys saw no, Rango. No, Rango. Um, I'm just saying we don't get gums here. Uh, Mad Hatter, Willy Wonka, again, same kind of genre of person. Oh, yeah. And then lastly, Black Mass, uh, featuring the notorious mobster of Boston, Whitey Bulger. I feel like that works as title of your sex tape, but also like good cosplay uh, for your uh, marital bed situation. So These are all Johnny Depp. Yeah, these are all, uh, that's what I'm saying. If you want a Johnny oh. Depp-inspired character to replicate, as I explained at the beginning of this. Oh, I didn't miss that part. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. Well, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Um, well, that's our conversation on the nose of motherhood. Uh, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know. Noxtrum.com slash 504. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate r 2 Dusty in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars theme collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
this Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week is Richard Dreyfuss, okay? Now, for those who don't know, he is the Oscar-winning actor from such films as Jaws and Stand By Me and, of course, Mr. Holland's Opus. Now, you might be like, what are you talking about, Richard Dreyfuss? Well, he did an interview with uh, Margaret Hoover on PBS's Firing Line where he was asked about the Oscars diversity and inclusion requirements that were developed you know, years ago that finally go into effect at next year's Oscars. And you might be like, well, what are, what are the requirements? Well, in order for a movie to be eligible for Best Picture, now this only applies to that one award, by the way, not the other 23 that they give out. There are four standards. Uh, a film, these four standards, a film, in order to be eligible for Best Picture, has to meet two of them. And they have to do with underrepresented folks on a set, right? So there's like at least one actor has to be not a white straight man who doesn't have a disability, right? You have to have two or more department heads who must not be white straight men who don't have a disability. You have to have studios and distributors that have to have at least two interns, y'all, two interns who aren't white straight men, again, who don't have a disability. And then the studio has to have more than one executive in marketing or PR who, again, is not a white straight man who doesn't have a disability. Now, when asked about this, uh, this, these requirements, uh, Richard Dreyfuss said they make me vomit because this is an art form. It's also a form of commerce and it makes money, but it's art. And no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give it the latest, most current idea of what morality is. And then he brought up Laurence Olivier in the 1965 version of Othello, where, I don't know if y'all remember, Laurence Olivier were blackface to play Othello. And this is what Richard Dreyfuss said. He said, he played a black man brilliantly. Am I being told that I will never have a chance to play a black man? Is someone else being told that if they're not Jewish, they shouldn't play in The Merchant of Venice? Are we crazy? This is so patronizing. Now, just for the record, just to Richard, because I know you're listening, okay? Richard, you would have to go back in Oscars history before Knox and Aaron were even born, before a Best Picture nominee would not qualify under these new guidelines, okay? Oh, wow. Every movie, La La Land, qualified. That's that's one of the whitest movies made. But thanks to John Legend, that movie would still get to be a Best Picture nominee, right? Um, And fake win it and then have to give it to Moonlight. You know what I mean? Now, uh, Richard, you could portray pop star icon Prince in blackface in a movie with an all-white straight cast and crew and interns funded by an all-white straight studio. And you could still be nominated for Best Actor. It just wouldn't qualify for Best Picture. Do you know what I mean? And it's Hollywood. So any dream can come true. So if you really want to play, um, you know, Harriet Tubman, like you can. You can still do it. Even though you're 75 and you should stop doing interviews, um, you can still do it. So, again, if you're someone else, because this dialogue's going to pick up about like, well, I guess we just don't care about art anymore. No, no, that's not, that's not what this is. Everybody's fine. Read all of the article. Read all of the details. Richard, you're being, you're being, again, Richard Dreyfus, a man who attended the OJ trial on behalf of OJ. (laughs) 
if you remember correctly. I like, so. uh, you know, um, a lot of times it's just easy to be like, well, it's too late for me to do X, Y, or Z in my life. But I think Richard Dreyfuss, if nothing else, is an inspiration to all of us. He's like, I still want to portray Jackie Robinson. That is a I, dream of mine. <laughs> I cannot I believe you stole in that from me, you and woke mob. Richard Dreyfuss, I would also chill out because uh, the best part of Jaws was when you disappeared underwater for like 36 hours. So maybe uh, chill the big one on your yeah. social commentary, Thank my guy. You. Thank you. Okay, what's your red light? Mine's really uh, short and sweet. And uh, it is uh, after, you know, I I wanted, like, like you're saying, you know, um, uh, read the whole article, right? Yeah. Make sure you have educated yourself on the issue before you uh, cast stones on what your like opinion is. And I, you know, I've really sat out on some of the discourse on this very important issue. Uh, but this weekend, I finally went in, did some studying, did some education. Marlo joined me on a trip to see the Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers okay. movie. Okay. And I can confirm the Chris Pratt Mario voice. Is is so bad. Is very bad. It's so bad. And like I thought that, like I was just like, okay, that's a true thing that I know for myself. And we're walking out. Marlo was like, you know, I really liked Bowser. Really liked. uh, I liked Luigi's voice. Princess Peach felt a little weird. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Anya Taylor Joy just felt it. it, I felt like she was trying to seduce me almost with her voice a little bit. Oh, I was like, that's just not a good fit. She's like, look at this side. Now travel way over <laughs> here and look at this side. That's right. Me and Flounder are tight. Um, but then she was like, but Mario's voice, I didn't like it at all. It felt weird to me, dad. And I was like, yeah, that's a good instinct because it was weird. She's like, it was high pitched. And is he, is the person who plays Mario Italian? And I was like, no, he's not. He is not in any f- shape uh, or form. And uh, the movie itself, I'd probably dad like the movie for like, I don't know, maybe 11 and under, you know? Oh, okay. It's just, um, it's a it's a buffet of fan service. It's just a like a drinking from a fire hose of like, here's all the Nintendo Mario Brothers stuff. The real shame is that Bowser, Jackie B, Jack Black as Bowser is immense and incredible. And he needs his own like standalone, like prequel movie. And that would crush because he is the prize of the movie. But the Chris Pratt voice almost single-handedly takes that whole movie down. It's, it's tough. Really bad. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, okay. What's your green light this week? Okay. So I have two and I think one of them is a mutual. So I'll start with my first one. It's Queen Charlotte colon a Bridgerton story. Uh, this is a spinoff miniseries uh, revolving around uh, Queen Charlotte, who appears in the original first two seasons of Bridgerton. And it kind of has two plot lines. One is in the present of Bridgerton, which is in 1817, where the queen is trying to pressure her children to get married and produce another royal heir. And then the other one begins in 1761 with young Charlotte meeting and marrying King George. Yes, the same King George from Hamilton and explores their marriage and his Mental illness. Now, Knox and I, for BFOTS, we do this program, we do pilot program where we watch a first episode of a new series and we deep dive it. We did that last week. On So if you have watched Queen Charlotte and you're not already a BFOTS, I might I recommend because we did a nice, and it was Knox's idea to do Queen Charlotte. We really liked the first episode. I now have watched all six episodes on Netflix and it is a delight. Shonda Rhimes wrote five of the six episodes, which is not the case for Bridgerton. Shonda Rhimes just produced... She was kind of behind the scenes, but she was hands-on in this uh, series. And you can tell she, everything you love about Shauna Rhimes is here. Beautiful monologues, great walking dialogue. It's just so good. And then India Amartafeo, who plays Charlotte, young Charlotte, and our Summer Thomas, who plays young Lady Agatha, they are a delight. Um, and it handles, 
you know, a complex. Most people think that King George was bipolar, had bipolar disorder. And I felt like this handled, and I've seen a lot of folks on Twitter who themselves have bipolar disorder talk about that this this murkier storyline was handled with a lot of grace, particularly when you're thinking about what mental illness was in the 1700s. So I thought it was excellent. It was a fan. I think it's better. I know this is strange. It's better than the other two seasons of Bridgerton, which I loved both of them. Wow. And I think this is better, and it's telling a, a little bit of a a darker story, but like so, so, so good. So that's my first one. And then our mutual green light is the TV show Jury Duty. Listen, so I had seen, I'd watched the first episode and I was like, mm, it's like shrinking. I'd watched the first episode and I was like, there's just not a lot happening because uh-huh. there isn't a lot happening in the first episode because they're having to set up the concept. So you don't get any courtroom action, but this is, a, this was a documentary. It was pitched as a documentary to look at how jury trials work in the U.S. But the thing was, everybody in the show, lawyers, judge, bailiff, witnesses, everybody was an actor but one of the jurors (laughs) named Ronald Gladden, who himself is a solar contractor from San Diego. And he does not know that his jury summons uh, wasn't real. And he doesn't know that everyone, and it's eight episodes, James Marsden, the actor, plays a version of himself who has also been called to jury duty. I would say the interactions with James Marsden and Ronald are some of my favorites because Ronald is really trying to be supportive of James as an actor, but he doesn't really know what he's been in the whole time. And it's really lovely. You know, I, if once I watched all of it and listen, the last episode is worth everything on the yeah. planet. This guy, I want, I saw that he has over 140,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. Good for him. I hope he becomes an influencer to beat all influencers. Like I loved him. He, cause the producers, we talked about it, that I was nervous when they revealed it to him because I was afraid he would be embarrassed and uh, humiliated in not knowing. For, cause he guys, he was sequestered for three weeks. They were all like, he thought that they were in a middle of a real jury trial. And, but they said when we picked him, cause 2,500 people applied to be a part it was like a Craigslist application to be a part of this documentary. He, what I love is he, they wanted him to have a hero's journey. They wanted it to feel like 12 angry men. And that's exactly what they did. And it's because of Ronald. He was, to watch them have to like improv around what he's doing and he's saying, and then watching the behind the scenes, it was so excellent. And James Marsden was on a podcast. He was on NPR and he said, I like wanted to be friends with him in real life because he was such a genuinely great guy so yeah i think um i had a handful of people when i had covid recommend it to me and i didn't when i saw it i just thought "Eh, i don't know that's probably not for me but as soon as you get into it i think you get invested in ronald you know yes and the story around him and obviously no spoilers but just the journey he goes on and like you're saying jamie the uh i was just fascinated with the ability of almost like the commitment to the bit of everyone around him even when he is not in earshot or even in the scene or even on location. They're still doing their thing. They're still yes. acting like their characters would. And I was just so fascinated with it. James, it's my favorite thing James Marsden's ever done. It's so thoughtful. It's ever done. It is a delight. He it's almost so a little, it. and, and it's scary because it's like, is this kind of an inflection point of, you know, the, the old model with reality TV where everyone's so aware that they are on TV, that they're not even really 
doing anything real. They're just kind of performing in a weird way. Yeah. Is this the new version where you have to trick people into being a real version of themselves? I, I don't know. It's terrifying because I'm sure there are a lot of liability issues. But um, I think this proved like if you handle it the right way, you can get a really affecting, really interesting kind of product, you know, visually. I know. Again, they like it's just really sweet to see at the end that they became friends like he yeah. became friends with so many of them so i loved it so what's your green light okay my green light is uh first i'll do like a mini mini baby indulgent green light um i th- uh so last week we did a bible binge episode on face sabbaticals and yes. i thought it was i thought it was a really good you mean, episode you mean the episode face sabbaticals colon nope cock blocks no thing. call no colon no colon there um <laughs> but all three of us appear on it and uh it's less like a um you know, uh, analysis, breakdown, explainer. It's just kind of three rolling conversations going on. And I thought, I just thought it was, um, you know, I don't think we're transforming the world with our intellect or anything, but it's just some interesting conversations to listen to. Different perspectives. We're not a pick me Bible podcast, but Mm -hmm. if you want a cool podcast instead of, you know, a lot of the other podcasts, yeah, we are having, I, I, somebody said, they thought it was the perfect balance of humor and vulnerability. And the three of us are not, really vulnerable very much sure um and so i think we all had a little bit of a vulnerability hangover but we tried to have an honest conversation and somebody said it felt like they were overhearing us at dinner yeah and yeah that was kind we've of had those, we've had those kind of conversations at dinner mm-hmm. so um i love that so you, the link will be in the show notes yeah yeah so check that out but uh, i'm also gonna green light uh a tv show uh, on peacock it's from it's uh, called miss davis Ooh. it's from damon lindelof and tara hernandez and it's the story of a, a, a nun nun-ish played by betty gilpin who has to contend with this sort of omnipotent slash omniscient uh, AI or algorithm. Uh, And uh, my favorite thing about it is it's a very classic looking television show of there's some kind of villainous element and there's someone set against that villainous element. But it's really timely in the sense of, you know, because this uh, obviously there had to be a tale, a long tale on getting this written made and then produced and distributed the AI explosion that has dovetailed with this, I think is so timely. Um, but it's, it's a very, uh, this is a show where you can tell, you know, uh, cause what, like we talk about in the more, you know, this week, we talk about the writer strike and like what's informing that. And part of that conversation is about the ability to help writers learn how to make TV. And this is a TV show where some you watch and you think, wow, that was kind of weird. And I don't know if that made sense. And then some, it feels like all the pieces interlock and, and completely fit together. This is one of those shows where it's very knowledgeable about TV uh, and it's very knowledgeable about cliches typically deployed and used and it exploits that, but it's also just well done uh, television that also takes risks. And I think in particular, you know, uh, probably inspired by, uh, the baby green light of the Bible Binge episode. If you have any interest in religion or faith, this show really dives into the middle of it in a way that I haven't oh. really seen a show do in a long time because it wants to tackle that conflict between technology and progress, but also with religion. Like Jesus is an actual character on the show. Like he shows up, he's there, he exists, and he has interesting relationship with uh, some of the main characters of the show. So uh, if you liked Watchmen, um, it's not going to be as serious or as prestige as Watchmen, but it is just as well made and well thought out as Watchmen, uh, just in a different way on Peacock. So I highly recommend checking out. Okay, I can't wait to watch. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And before you go, anytime you do any shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So your purchases are affiliate. Thank you for item purchases you that link this week was Jamie. This is a earwax removal tool. This is your earwax. This is that's right. Tool. This is the one uh, that we've used at our house and we absolutely love. That's right. So it has 4,500 global ratings, 4.3 stars. My two favorite questions about this uh, product was a can it be used for your belly button? Wow. And a customer responded, yes, it can. If you really want yes, to. It can. Yeah, sure. And then my other favorite was, can I use it on my dog? Mm. And Wendy replied, I don't see why not. Dogs don't have a straight canal to the eardrum, so it should be safe. Do we trust Wendy? Wendy? Just Wendy on Amazon? I like somebody out, somebody out here trying to be an authority, you know, for these stupid questions. I know. <laughs> All right, you guys. Um, don't forget, you can find out if you're a Taco Bell or Chick-fil-A mom by taking our quiz. Go to knoxandjamie.com slash mom quiz to sign up and get our note for the audio newsletter and our quiz, Taco Bell versus Chick-fil-A moms. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox Coy. You can find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.